Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. I heard a story one time about a little boy who was in his room and a thunderstorm came. And he came running down the hall to his mom, jumped in her lap and was afraid. And his mother took him by the hand, took him back to his bedroom, covered him up and uh, then left. And a few minutes later, the thunder struck again. He jumped up and he ran out. And uh, his mom just greeted him in the hall and said, son, don't worry. Uh, just stay in your room. He said, it's okay. Remember, God is with you. And the little boy looked at his mom and said, yeah, I know that God is with me, but sometimes I just need somebody with skin on. You know, the fact of the matter is that sometimes in life we need people with skin who can encourage us and who can lead us and who can help us. And today we want to talk about finding people with skin on, uh, even if they're not really around us. We talked today about reading biographies and uh, the difference that biographies can make in our lives. Warren Wearsby, the famous pastor of the Moody Church in Chicago, Illinois, said one time, we who are in ministry of all people, ought to read biographies. We minister to real people, and the better we understand the great men in their times, the better we can understand people in our times. Welcome to The Scent Life. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Scent Life podcast. I'm Greg Mathias, along with my co-host and colleague, Scott Hildreth. And we are kicking off a new series that we're going to come back to every so often on important books as we think about the Scent Life, as we consider all things missions. Uh, These could be academic books. These could be just uh, normal, uh, everyday, every person on the bookshelf books. But today, we want to talk about one of my favorite genres, and that's biographies, specifically missionary biographies. And so as we talk about this, uh, we want to talk about the why and the how uh, of reading, uh, how we go about doing that, why we would do that. But we also just want to talk about, we'll give you some of our recommendations, and we're just going to talk about the value and the importance in our everyday sent lives of missionary biographies. And so, Scott, uh, as we think about missionary biographies, uh, tell me about some of your background with them. Do you like them? Do you read them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, reading biographies is always fun, right? I mean, and uh, I think there was a time when uh, it was probably much more uh, popular to write missionary biographies when, uh, you know, we didn't travel the world. And so these were the stories of people who lived in exotic places and they've probably gone a little bit out of vogue uh, today. And so I think we can reach back and find some real classics. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, some of the times that we think about reading biographies, uh, they're just times that really stirs your soul, helps you out, encourages you. There's just a whole lot there. And so, you know, over the years, I have really found reading biographies to make a significant point in my life. In fact, the truth of the matter is, I think that probably reading Jim Elliott's biography was one of the real uh, uh, linchpins 
in discerning my call to mm-hmm. the mission field. And mm-hmm. so ever since then, just reading biography has been important to me mm-hmm. uh, as in, in my spiritual journey, especially missionary biographies, understanding God's mission and what God's doing around the world. Yeah, no, and, and oftentimes when I'm talking uh, to students, I reflect back on my own journey with biographies, and I recommend biographies all the yep. time for what you just said, Scott, that it helps clarify calling. But more than that, it just shows me, it shows other people, real Christians who live out their faith and yet do it imperfectly. And sometimes that's where I find the most encouragement. I know for me, probably two biographies that I really reflect on quite a bit. Uh, one is Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. Yep. Uh, that's a, a, a mainstay uh, that I still recommend, I still read. Uh, the other is a smaller one, and people have different views on, uh, again, there's different lenses for biographies. We'll get into that. Yep. Bruchko. Uh, Bruce Olson. Uh, And uh, again, we won't go into all the details Uh, there, but I remember reading that and thinking, man, this is, this is an exciting life. I don't don't know if I can live up to it, but I kind of want to at least try. Sure. So, um, but as we think about that, uh, you know, biographies are an interesting genre. Yes. Because you have some history, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got real experiences then you've got other details in there that sometimes they sound really good, mm-hmm. but you always wonder, well, if that's what it's like to be a Christian, I don't know that I live up to it. And right. so how how does one go about choosing maybe a biography? But more importantly, what kind of glasses, as it were, should we have when we read biographies? Yeah, that's great. You know, when we think about biographies, obviously from our perspective, from an academic perspective, you have more... Uh, I guess academic biographies yeah, that no, you could fair. pick up, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you can. These are generally recognized because there are footnotes or endnotes right. in the book. Yeah. Uh, there would be a bibliography in the back of the book, so mm-hmm. you can tell that the writer read something else and compiled some information and brought yeah. it together. Yeah. Uh, I think the goal of an academic biography is generally to tell an accurate story. Generally, yes. Generally to tell an accurate story um, and just give us the facts and, and what happened. Mm-hmm. Then we have almost first-person narrative right. deal where somebody writes their own. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a story that's written by you know a kid for their parents mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, maybe relatives about someone else. Right. And so in some ways, the this biography is... You know, almost an act of appreciation yeah. and sharing love with the person right. and talking about what happened. And then we have other books that, like you're referred to the Spiritual Secrets of right. Hudson Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's neither a an academic biography right. or it's this kind of lauding of affection, but it's really taking the this one point of Hudson right. Taylor's life, his walk with mm-hmm. God, and showing how that how he struggled before right. he discovered the exchange life mm-hmm. and then really how he yeah you know, thrived after it. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of have this whole other uh, experience reading biographies that historians have called kind of hagiography. Okay. Where you, there are some stories in there that seem to be a little bit far-fetched. Okay. Or stitched together. Right. um, And you wonder about the 100% truthfulness of everything, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would almost... uh, I liken it to something along the lines that feels very polished. Right. Like it's only the high points. That's right. Or it's only the amazing stories. And you and I have both lived long enough. Uh, we won't give anything away, but we've been around for a bit. Uh, and and we've, we've talked to older saints as well. 
uh, not everybody's life is, is a straight path in the sense of right. all the mm-hmm. highlights all the time, right. uh, full-fledged, full-throated obedience mm-hmm. at every step of the way. And sometimes when you read a biography, you, you come back thinking, uh, again, kind of how mm-hmm. I felt at times, and I've talked to others, if that's the standard. I can't live up to that. Right. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but but let's go back a little bit more. I mean, but biographies are important for multiple reasons and not just for the encouragement or the warm fuzzy feeling i think it's really important too part of it is the kind of passing of the baton point. of christian the christian story of mm-hmm. christian history of of really christian mission and seeing that it's a story built on the back of ordinary people sure. trying to serve an extraordinary God. That's great. Yeah, that's great. You know, and, and I think we are in an era in our culture hmm. where it's really popular to kind of poke holes in your yeah. heroes. And yeah, that's true. You know, where you've got uh, everybody's biography, everyone's story is let's let's tell the story, but really the kind of the goal mm. of the story is let's poke hole. Let's show where this person is imperfect, mm. where they're weak, yeah. where they're wrong. And so this the, the biography ends up being critical. Right. But most of the older missionary biographies were coming out of a different genre, right? It was almost a hero yeah. version of writing right. where these guys and, and, and girls, these men and women were really presented as heroes, mm. almost blemishless. And that's okay. a problem right. too. But we just need to see what we're reading, right? Because there's there can be great encouragement to your point. You just pass the baton. This is right. what this is where we're mm-hmm. Uh, going, I think, for example, of William Carey. I mean, I've yes. read several biographies of William Carey, and some paint William Carey's stories this, you know, amazing journey of this right. British pastor who is spurred uh, by the Lord to go be a missionary. He confronts the uh, hyper Calvinism mm. of British Baptists, mm-hmm. forms his own mission organization, goes to India, ends up founding this great mission organization, seeing people come to Christ. Right. Then you read the other stories, and it's like, yeah, but what about his wife mm-hmm. and you yeah. know how he neglected his family? And so then this becomes the point. And I think as we read biographies, mm-hmm. both different kinds, we can really balance this out. Right? You can see a guy who was indeed a hero, was brave, courageous, right. overcame obstacles and difficulties. At the same time, there are lessons to be learned from yeah. from parenting and, and, and husbanding and these types of things, maybe right. mental health and missionary care. Yeah, There's all right. types of things that yeah. we can learn. As we look at these things. No, and I think that's good. Again, with biographies, you see this point where we have to acknowledge they're like us in the sense of they're normal, ordinary people. They, we all have clay feet sure. at certain points. But we also, we need some heroes these days. That's right. That's <laughs> and so right. we don't need to run away from that either. And sometimes point. that point of finding that hero or that heroine, mm-hmm. as it were, we find that sometimes in their weaknesses. That's good. Now, I don't know that we need to always highlight that, but we don't need to be afraid of that's it good. either. And yeah. honestly, I don't know about you. That's what I appreciate most in some biographies. One that I go back to, and I really do read this mm-hmm. about every year or so, is The Life and Diary of David Brainerd. Right. Uh, he lived a short life, to kind of one of those. He, he burned the candle brightly for just a few years, but his life wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. From where he started at Yale, that's right. didn't last Got there long. Out of school, <laughs> that's right. But then even in his ministry, now he struggled with some internal things yep. of depression and anxiety, he, and we see that. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, if you're going to read about the, the life of David Brainerd, uh, one, don't read it alone in a dark room. Right. Because, right. But the, the other thing is you need to be aware there's a place for assessment, internal assessment. He might have gone too far at points. There were other issues 
but the Lord used him greatly, That's mightily. Point. That's a good. Point. Uh, so you've talked about uh, we've talked about William Carey. Yeah. We've talked about Jim Elliott. We've talked about David Brainerd. What are some other missionary biographies that uh, you have found helpful uh, through mm-hmm. the years? And uh, you got a stack of books on the table here between right. us that people can't see. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what are, and and why have you found them helpful? And how would you recommend people go about reading yeah. biographies in general? No, that's good. Let me let me just highlight a few, and then I'd love to hear sure. from you as well, Scott. Um, uh, I've already mentioned a couple of those, but a couple more I'll put in this genre. One is an older one that I didn't read. To be fair, I didn't really read this until about seven or eight years ago. Mm. Uh, was Bill Wallace of China? Yep. Of course, in our circle, Southern Baptist life, he the name at least is known. Again, martyred for his faith uh, around fifty or fifty-one, uh, but it's just his story. Uh, he was a layman. He was a doctor. Uh, ended up uh, surrendering his life to the call of God, going over to East Asia into China. Uh, served in, in really a, a really chaotic time. Sure. Ended up being martyred for his right. faith. Uh, and so that's one that, that really has left an impression on me in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that stands out, in fact, it stood out so much years ago, I bought an extra copy and handed it off to uh, Dr. Aiken because okay. it made an impact on me. Uh, and it really taught me a lot about prayer, and that's the, uh, the story of James Fraser. Okay. Uh, who worked among the yep. Lisu people, and uh, that biography is harder to come by now, uh, but the particular one I read was called Mountain Rain, mm. uh, was another one. And uh, I could keep adding to the list. There, there's quite a few, but those two stand out in the last few years of ones that have kind of left an indelible uh, impression on me. But what about you? What are well, you mentioned you mentioned yeah. passing the James Fraser book on to Dr. Aiken. You know, missionary biographies have been significant uh, at Southeastern yeah. because for the past several years, Hmm. Uh, Dr. Aiken has really kicked off the semester preaching a sermon that is a missionary biography. And over the years, he's told the story of people like George Lyle and William Carey, Mm -hmm. Lottie Moon, uh, Adoniram Judson. And, and, you know, the the cool thing is we've kind of collected these things, or he collected these things into a book called Ten That Changed the World. You know, it was a little pamphlet. One time it was a little pamphlet, Five That Changed the World. And then it became a book, 10, that changed the world. And there's probably 15 or more that he's done since then. Yeah. I mean, I just recommend anybody uh, could go on our seminary website or Dr. Aiken's personal website and find those um, those messages that right. really encapsulate the life of a missionary and interact with uh, biblical text. It makes a really encouraging sermon. But I really mm. I really have, have liked that one. Yeah. One of my other really heroes... Um, is uh, Hudson Taylor. Okay. I okay. like his spiritual secrets, but I also like some of the other biographies that yeah. are written about him. He just right. seems to be a real um, real human being <laughs> when it comes to True. life. Mm. And a good biography of Hudson Taylor, you see his heights and his depths, his, his failures. Uh, the, an interesting one that I like is called Hudson and Maria, which is kind of this love story okay. of how Hudson Taylor um, met his what soon to be wife okay. and all the... Uh, the issues they had with Cornell. Read this little yeah. um, this little passage here. It means there's absolutely nothing to it except when you think, I can't believe that was in a missionary biography. But listen, <laughs> this, this is crazy. So it said, Hudson Taylor was in love with Maria Dyer, but the odds were stacked against them. Uh, around those, uh, those around them didn't feel that he was a refined enough or Christian mm. enough or a suitable enough suitor. So they worked actively against getting them together. But for about six months... 
Uh, they passed letters back and forth that were often intercepted by the other missionaries on the team. There was backbiting. There was <laughs> gossip behind the scenes. And then one fateful day, uh, fateful day in November, Maria got a letter uh, from an American missionary mm. named Miss Knowlton, and she invited Maria to her home to, quote, speak of a little matter. Mm. Uh, and then when she arrived at the home, she was informed that Hudson Taylor was waiting in another room for her. So this, <laughs> wow. the scandal, right? Yeah, this American right. <laughs> missionary invites these two people, and then Hudson Taylor picks this up in uh, in a biography. Says uh, from from his perspective. So says Maria was nervous. Uh, but Hudson said he had suffered enough. His eyes were on the door. He opened it, and she rushed into his arms. According to his recollection, now this is crazy, right? This is Hudson Taylor writing in his own story. <laughs> Quote, as a result, uh, uh, the result was that we were engaged, whether the guardian's answer was favorable or otherwise. Wow. She is dear and noble, devoted girl, and now I know all that she has in past to, and I love her more, and I admire her now more than ever. The story of their pressure and persecution comes out. They talk, they talked, they kissed, they prayed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they planned, they kissed some more. And this is the words of Hudson Taylor in his own biography. He said, I was not long engaged without trying to make up for the number of kisses that I ought to have had for these many months before. That's why we ought to read Missionary Bog. <laughs> I mean, that that is a scintillating story. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, when we come back from our break, we're going to continue our conversation about missionary biographies. We're going to recommend uh, possibly a few more and then talk maybe specifically, Scott, I'd love to hear from you after the break on uh, some other reasons why it's important for sure. us to continue to read missionary biographies. Southeastern Seminary's mission is to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. Almost all of Southeastern's degree programs are available fully online. So whether you're in your living room or the classroom, you can receive high-quality theological education. So my encouragement to you is to get equipped wherever you are today for whatever you're called to in the future. Go to our website, sebts.edu, to find out more about how you can begin right now, today, to be equipped to fulfill God's mission in your life. Before the break, we were talking about reading missionary biographies and what a difference they can make. We had this silly story about Hudson Taylor in one of his autobiographies tells about meeting his wife and uh, his future wife. But the fact is that there really are some important elements that we can get from reading biographies. So, Greg, uh, when we think about reading biographies, I think there's a couple things that I've, I've noticed over the years. First of all, reading missionary biographies gives us a perspective on the trials that we face in our life. Hmm. I mean, the fact is that as we look at what missionaries have endured through the years, it gives us perspective. Mm. Um, missionaries are those that have they've braved difficult times, they've learned foreign languages, uh, they've overcome persecution, uh, and it really is a reminder to us that God works despite mm. difficulties, or God works in the middle of difficulties. And so, if you're really struggling. Uh, with something and you say, man, where can I go for help? I would encourage you to find a good missionary biography and read yeah. that. It's like oh, walking good. alongside mm -hmm. somebody else 
who's walked through a trial, maybe different from yours, right? We have the story of Lottie Moon mm-hmm. or Bertha Smith or mm-hmm. someone like that. Mm-hmm. And we see people who've, who've been through difficulties. And it gives a real perspective on trials themselves. Mm-hmm. So what's something else that we can gain from reading biographies? Yeah, I think getting that perspective on trials, uh, it also helps us flesh out even what we're, uh, decisions we're making right yep. now. Uh, you know, I was just uh, kind of flipping back through a little bit earlier, one of the uh, biographies of Adonai and Judson, which I'd recommend uh, Jason Dusing That's a good uh, one. pulled this one together. And part of the story, at one point he notes from one of the biographies, because there's many about uh, Adoniram Judson, he says, look, it was, it was Adoniram's earliest ambitions that really saw him through his entire life, including hmm. major dark spots. But one of the things, at least for some of our audience, that would be helpful, uh, one of the things that uh, Judson had to figure out at one point is, do I go to seminary hmm. because of what I feel like God's doing in my life? Well, I think some of our listeners right now are probably struggling with, why am I in seminary or point. do I go? And so you begin to walk with people in how they made decisions, how they prayed about it, maybe the counsel they received, and that can help shine a light on where we are currently in our own lives. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it helps decision-making. I think another thing that reading biographies does for us is well, I think one thing, it, it helps us eliminate our naivete mm. about Christian people. You made the point before the break that sometimes we read biographies yeah. and we think, man, I could never be that good. Right. I could never do that. I could never accomplish that. Um, but reading a good biography that really highlights the strengths, the mm. weaknesses, and the struggles helps us realize that that God can use us too. I, and this quote by John Piper, mm. he says that care needs to be taking, taken in making normal that which is a personal choice of a certain figure. He says, Jonathan Edwards measured his food intake so as to maximize his alertness to study. Wow. While Spurgeon, on the other hand, weighed more than 300 pounds and smoked cigars. He once told a critic, if I ever find myself smoking in excess, I will quit entirely. What would you say excess? The man said, well, if I ever find myself smoking two cigars at the same time, I'll quit smoking. (laughs) Piper goes on to say that these men won more converts to Christ than probably anybody else, Hmm. which reminds us that God can use anybody. And so it really eliminates our naivete that God only works in one way, one group of people, one type of person, or that people are perfect. Right. No, that's good. And you take different notes on biographies than I do. I like some of the quotes you're pulling out, but uh, uh, you know, I, I think another reason is is the the ethical dimension of the Christian life. Yep. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, you know, we we read in the scriptures, uh, particularly with Paul, he says, "Look, follow me as I follow Christ." And uh, you know, in my small group I have right now, we're working through Philippians, and we get to that famous passage in Philippians two. And the whole point is uh, have the same mind or have the same attitude as you find in Christ. And again, pointing to some deep theology, but also pointing to Christ as a model of one Mm. we should follow. And Christian mission biographies help us see how do we live out this life? Uh, You know, whether it be, again, uh, in a a positive or sometimes in a negative way— and it helps kind of put flesh on the bones of some of the stories we even read in the scriptures mm. of, yeah, but what about now? What about in this world? Uh, how do I love my neighbor as myself? How do I continue to grow in my love for God? What happens when I struggle with That's temptation? Good. And so I think having those models, uh, hopefully you have those around you in the flesh, mm-hmm. 
but you can also find them on the pages of a book. And I think that's an important aspect and, and not to be uh, moved past too quickly that we need those, those models uh, and those helpers and the kind of those ethical uh, kind of moderators in our lives that we can find about. That's good. And one way you could say it's like a, having a mentor. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so no, it's great. like this, you know, we, we, we live in a world where people say, man, I need a mentor. I need somebody to help me. But yeah. you can't find, sometimes you can't find a mentor. Uh, if you're a missionary and you're overseas, maybe you look around you, you're mm-hmm. surrounded by, you know, people who are either not as spiritually mature as you or right. they're not Christians. So yeah. where can I find a mentor? And I think biographies really mm-hmm. provide this avenue for a mentor at a distance. Watch yeah. where they struggle. And this is where I struggle, how I can learn from what uh, mm-hmm. what's happening, what God is doing. And you made the comment earlier, and I think this is also great, is that reading missionary biographies reminds us that we are part of, of this great story of a missionary yeah, God right. who is bringing people to faith in himself, right. that that we stand on the shoulders of those who've gone before mm. us. C.S. Lewis talked about chronological snobbery. Yeah, that's right. You know, where we just think that everyone who's gone before me, I don't need them. But the fact of the matter is that we stand on the shoulders of people like Bill Wallace and Hudson Taylor. We stand on the shoulders of people like William Carey and Adoniram Judson. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we realize that that we're part of this great relay of the missionary journey. God, but it's all about God. It's not about these men. It's not about these women. Mm -hmm. It's all about God. Lottie Moon was all famous for, you know, just pointing this out to us that that she was a, you know, a servant in God's hand. And so we, as we think about that, reading bi- good biographies just reminds us what we can learn about missions, but what we can learn about God. No, I think right. there's some great spiritual things, yeah. but that God is faithful, right? Missionary biographies are the the fulfillment of God's mm. promise made in Acts 1.8, yeah. that the right. gospel would be preached in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the age. And we, we read God keeping his promise yeah. when we read these biographies. Why don't we wrap this thing yeah. up, Greg? Let's recommend mm-hmm. to our listeners just kind of rattle off some other biographies, maybe clip some mm-hmm. so people who are driving, taking notes, uh, can just think, what are some that have jumped off the page at you over the last uh, several years that you would recommend. We'll just go back and forth for some. So if I were going to recommend mm-hmm. one real classic at the top, I'd recommend a book by Ruth Tuck, Ruth Tucker mm-hmm. called From Jerusalem to Iranjaya. This is kind of the classic yeah. overarching missionary biography, history of missions, where she just takes all the important missionary ventures from the apostles right. through contemporary yeah. time. If you pick up this book, uh, you can pick it up anywhere, Amazon, any Christian bookstore, you can you say, man, I don't even know where to start. If you start here, you'll find a name, you'll find a story. You can <laughs> just right. keep going from there. So, Jerusalem yeah. to Iron Jaya by Ruth Tucker. Now that's a great one. I, I think I have to mention uh, to the Golden Shore, uh, the life of Adoniram Judson. That's kind of a classic and the standard bearer for all other biographies about uh, the life and the work of Adoniram Judson. And so, I would definitely uh, commend and recommend that one. What's another one, Scott? So I would recommend a book uh, by Bertha Smith or about Bertha Smith called Go Home and Tell. Uh, Bertha Smith may be one of the most important women in the history of the Southern Baptist Convention that most people don't know about. Uh, The stories that she served as a missionary in China, came back to the United States, really didn't want to retire and was kind of forced to retire and the Lord basically told her, no, now you go home and tell. You've come here to tell. Yeah. Now you go home and tell. And she just was a very influential woman in the lives of many of the leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention, especially as it goes through this period 
uh, of the conservative mm. resurgence no, and the good. role that she played there. Yeah, another one I'd recommend uh, is a biography by John about uh, John G. Patton. Uh, again, you can find a few of those out there. Uh, this is just an autobiography is what they say about it. Again, he was a missionary to the New Hebrides, uh, and it shows his story. Uh, and again, it's not a smooth, straight story. Uh, he is a real person and, and probably faced some challenges and made the wrong decision, but uh, God used him tremendously. And so really, uh, biography about John G. Patton would be one I'd recommend as well. Fascinating read uh, mm-hmm. as well. It's an older book, and there's actually a YouTube video you can get for free on The Peace Child. Yeah. Uh, which is the story of Don Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just the story of that, you know, Don Richardson ends up in island, cannibal tribe, tries mm-hmm. to figure out how to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the sharing the gospel with them, they uh, basically stand and applaud the story of Judas. Yeah. They think that Judas is the hero of the story, and so Don Richardson talks about how he has to go back and figure out how to retell mm-hmm. the story. It's a real encouragement, I find, the story of the peace child. Yeah, the last two I'll mention, there are many, many that we could, but I'll just say this. One, I really do, I'm a fan of writings and journals, and so a familiar one to some, but I would recommend as well as the journals of Jim Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, again, I like to see that because you see what people are writing. You see what's going on in their life in the moment. Uh, of course, you I mentioned David Brainerd earlier. The last one's more uh, current, and I would recommend current biographies as well. Uh, one is about the Burnhams, uh, much more of a hmm. recent story. In fact, uh, the story, the uh, it's called yeah. In the Presence of My Enemies. It was, in fact, a New York Times bestseller because right. it's so current. Uh, there's so much going on. Again, uh, that would be another one I'd recommend as well. And one last one I'd like to recommend, and this is a brand new book that has just come out. That was really written by a friend of ours, David Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And this is a book called Not Forgotten, Inspiring Missionary Pioneers. And this is just a book, short, kind of short snippets of these are stories of missionaries that we probably never heard of. Yeah, that's good. Uh, these aren't the rock stars and the heroes, but these are really some of the down and out entrenched people. And uh, David has done some work uh, just kind of digging through some of the archives, especially the International Mission Board, finding stories. He really tells the story of his own parents and their missionary career, and then other people who've just been missionaries through the years. And so, again, Mm. that's a new book. I'd recommend picking that up as well uh, and reading that. You know, the fact of the matter is several years ago we had a student uh, in our office who did a research, Internet research, for full-length biographies Mm -hmm. that were available on the web. And we've got a – we have the ability to send you a Dropbox link. If you're interested in reading missionary biographies, uh, at that time, this would have been five or six years ago, as far as we knew, was the complete listing Mm -hmm. of full-length publicly available missionary Mm -hmm. biographies Mm -hmm. on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you'd like that, you can send us a message, uh, and we'll be glad to send you that Dropbox link, and you can start reading those. Uh, We'll be glad to send that to you free of charge. It's got some stuff for children, some stuff for adults. Um, Again, it's by everybody else. It's nothing that we wrote, so we just would we could send you that link. So we'd be happy to do that. But our encouragement is to uh, pick up and read. Yeah, definitely. Find Mm -hmm. a good missionary biography. Start reading it. Let God speak to you through that. And if you get if you get halfway through it and it doesn't speak to you, throw it down and find another one. There are plenty out there. We just (laughs) recommend that you read something. Yeah, that's right. So again, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sent Life. We are. Uh, a people that serve a missionary God, so therefore we're called to live sent lives. And missionary biographies help us to walk in the footsteps of men and women who have loved God and love others. They have lived sent, and so now we take that baton and live sent as well. 